turn the volume down. To the greatest people on the planet. Come on, come on. The black man, come on. woman, and child. We say welcome. Yes. And we thank you for being here with us. Now, we want to begin our devotion. We started off with a little song. You know my song. Pass me not, O oh gentle Savior. Hear my verses 1 through 5. Amen. In you, O Lord, I seek refuge. Do not let me ever be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. You are indeed my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that is hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. Alafia, Heavenly Father and Divine Mother, God, thank you for this day, a day we've never seen before, a day we will never see again. We are so thankful for just being able to wake up, breathe air freely, we give you thanks and praise. Thank you, Lord. you are so merciful. You are so graceful. You are the cherisher and the sustainer of this world. And for that, we give you thanks and praise. Most importantly, give you thanks and praise for sweet black Jesus, our African Messiah, the one who sits at your right hand. He makes intercessions for all of us. We give you thanks and praise for everyone that is here, found in our robbery to get up this morning and come and worship with us at the beloved Community Church of Atlanta. I say peace and blessings 
to the ministry, to the ministers. I give you thanks and praise for our senior servant, Reverend Dr. F. Keith Slaughter. I pray to Jehovah Rapha that you continue to heal his mind, body, and his spirit. Cover and protect him and his family with the blood of sweet black Jesus. And I pray um, that he brings a word of encouragement, strength, and of course, our shape power. And this is my prayer that I humbly submit this morning in the mighty, majestic name of sweet black Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Healer, the soon coming King. For his sake, I end this prayer saying, Amen and our shape. This portion of our worship service we call Bimbe. Bimbe is an invitation to you, to God, and to the ancestors. We always remember our ancestors. We show them reverence so that everything we do in this life and in the next will be blessed. Amen? So I say to you from my heart, with open arms, welcome to the beloved. Ashe. Ashe.
you on today. We ask and invite you into our midst, oh God. We acknowledge your presence within us right now. And we ask that you would pour down upon us blessings that we would not have room enough to receive. We ask, oh God, that you bless every family that is here today. Every person that is present. Every heart that is present. We pray that you would bless that you would uplift and that you would provide guidance for us as we go through this worship today and as we make it through the rest of the week until we see each other again. We ask these blessings in the name of sweet black Jesus. For his sake we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Lord, oh, I want to say amen. 
It's time for the responsive reading of scripture. It's on the screens to your left or your right. Uh, it comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. I'll read the red, you read uh, the black, and we'll read the green together. Or no, it's never going to work out. Uh, yeah, you, you read the black together. All right. All right. John chapter 14, verse 1 reads on this wise. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again come and will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? If you know me, all together, if you know me, you will know my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Amen. Put your hands together. Give God praise. Yeah. guiding ideals of the beloved community church of Atlanta. Yes. We'll read the principles of Ma'at. I will say the word. I wish for you to repeat it after me. And then I'll give you a brief definition of what we mean when we say it in this particular space. Uh, truth. 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 Truth is the absence of lies, falsehood, and fakery. It's the presence of open and honest communication among the mighty and the holy people of God. Shout truth. Truth. Justice. Justice. Justice is when the people who need the most help get the most help. Shout justice. Justice. Order. Order. Order is acting with the aim of honoring the agreed upon norms and the best practices that we have identified as being helpful to our flourishing as a people. Shout order. Order. Harmony. Harmony. Maintaining the legacy and the creativity of being able to be your own unique self while seamlessly expressing yourself as a part of the group. Different notes blended together to create beautiful sounds. Somebody shout harmony. Harmony. Righteousness. Righteousness. Right thoughts, right actions resulting in right relationality among others who are striving to be in relationship with divinity. Shout righteousness. Righteousness. Balance. Balance. Living a robust life, tempered by wisdom, wherein curiosity and satisfaction are mediated by moderation and circumspection. Shout balance. Balance. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Understanding that giving, planting, and serving results in reaping, harvest, and receiving in every aspect of people activity. Put your hands together if you heard anything that makes any sense. Next are the principles of my art. Let's read them together. 
brother, the virtues of my eyes. Let's read them together. Control of thoughts, control of actions, devotion to one's purpose, faith in your teacher's ability to teach truth, faith in myself to assimilate the truth, faith in myself to will the truth, freedom from resentment under persecution, freedom from resentment under wrong, ability to distinguish right from wrong, Ability to distinguish real from unreal. All right. Now, Mariah will come and lead us in, uh, in the Ajuzo Saba. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right, we're going to go ahead and proceed with the Nguru Saba. I'll say the Swahili word first, you repeat after me. We'll say the English word together and then continue on to the phrase, okay? All right. Umoja. Umoja. Unity. To strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Fuji Chakalia. Self-determination. To define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Ujima, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our communities and make our sisters and brothers problems our problems and to solve them together. Ujama, cooperative economics to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. Nia, purpose. To make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Kaumba, creativity, to do always as much as we can in the way that we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Imani, faith. To believe with all our hearts in our creator, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, our people, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Thank you, guys. Amen. Let us prepare for our unity prayer. I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign on the throne, for you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. I can sing to I you, sing to, to you, you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. Say it again, y'all. I lift my hands 
in total adoration unto you.
Oh, Lord, help us, Lord, to take off our burdens, Lord. Help us, Lord, to take off those things that are weighing us down, Lord. Help us, Lord, to understand, God, that we're only going through this so that you can build us back, God. You're, we're only going through this because you got a plan for us, Lord. We're only going through this because you love us and you won't leave us alone, but you will push us and you will break us and you will tear us down so that you can build us back up, leaving out those things that are not good for us and bringing back those things that will make us what you want us to be and build us back to what you called us to be and what you created us to be. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Here we are. Here we are, God. Sacrificing ourselves, humbling ourselves before you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Ashe. Ashe. your name today, God. Woo! It's time for our Sankofa moment now. Brother Jaquavius is coming now to lead us. Is uh, Harry Belafonte. Woo! 
He was born March 1st, 1927, was an African-American singer, actor, and activist who popularized Calypso music with global audiences in the 1950s. He has an E-G-O-T, one of, E-G-O-T, okay, that's a word, one of the few performers to win in Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. His album, his album Calypso, was the first million-selling LP by a single artist in 1956. He recorded the, and performed blues, folk, gospel, show tunes, and American standards. He starred in Cameron Jones, I, Carmen Jones, thank you, Island in the Sun, Oz Against Tomorrow, Buck the Preach, oh, Buck and the Preacher, don't yeah. Buck the Preacher, um, the Uptown Saturday Night. He made the final screen appearance in Spike Lee's Black Men, Black Clansmen in, in 2018. He was the American Civil Liberties Union Celebrity Ambassador for Juvenile Justice Issues. He was a confidant of Martin Luther King Jr. during the Civil Rights Movement. He received the Kennedy Center Honors and National Medal of Arts, just to name a few. Okay, great guy. He was also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Harry oh, Belafonte was active from 1948 until he died in April 25th, 2023, at the age of 96. Look at God. Give it up for our brother. Ashe. It's now time for us to share. Amen. We can we can share gifts you write a check you can give on cash out you can give however you want to give make sure you come up and put something in the bucket though Wherever you are, stand to your feet. Wherever you are, stand on your feet and make your way. Be guided by the ushers in order to bring your gift. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, let me 
hear you say bless.
brother Todd Whitman on drums. Put your hands together for them as they come. Yeah. Every praise, every praise to our God. Every word of worship, word of worship on with one accord. Every praise, every praise, every praise, every praise to our God. To our God. Oh, every praise, every praise to our God. Every word of worship, word of worship with one accord. Every praise.
God our deliverer. Every praise. them, that you would bless them, 
for your hearers and that we would all be made better as a result of hearing from you on this day. That's my prayer. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. From the book of John, chapter number 21, the final chapter in this book, and the final word. Twenty-one, the final words of the final chapter of the book of John. I'm going to start at verse 24 of chapter 21. Verse 24, where I begin. This is the disciple who is testifying to these things and has written them, and we know that his testimony is true. But there are also many other things that Jesus did. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. I want to use for a subject this morning, the half has never been told. The half has never been told. There are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. I spend time each day reflecting upon the curves and the contours of my existence. Flashes of memory collide against each other, vying for my attention as I turn corners of consciousness and encounter experiences that I thought I had forgotten, as well as things that I think about too much that I forgot to do on yesterday. Sometimes my thoughts be breaking in on each other like cars drifting into each other's lanes in traffic, colliding and cutting each other off so much so that it is rare for a whole thought to unfold before another intersects it. It's a spaghetti junction of the mind. It's a 75-85 at 5 o'clock on Friday kind of mind. It's swirling and jammed and dangerous, and half of the story has never been told. I have discovered that there are many scientists who believe that the brain or more accurately, the mind can process as many as 70,000 thoughts per day, which is broken down into about 3,000 thoughts per hour, about 50 thoughts per minute, or a little less than one thought per second. However, the stream of thinking people seem to hear in their brains is not part of what the brain is doing at any one time, and inhibitory processes prevent people from being conscious of all these thoughts because that would cause a breakdown and a system overload that cannot be tolerated without something snapping, fragmenting, or somehow malfunctioning. The human brain is always active. When people are asleep, their brains continue generating the same types of thoughts that come about as 
when we were awake. Activity in certain regions, however, slows considerably. To be sure, the brain is a complex instrument and the mind is the center of the soul. We think about so much every moment, every day, that there is no way to capture, record, or articulate everything that is on our minds. Even if I could remember, I don't have time to tell you what I think because I'm already thinking about something else before I start telling you about the last thing I was thinking about. Is there anybody here who can understand what I'm saying when I tell you that the half has never been told? I need you to see that our stories come from the memories that we catalog in our minds. Many of our memories feature us as the star. However, there are just as many memories and thoughts and dreams that feature persons other than ourselves. I see certain people in my mind and I hear them speak and it's not me talking now. I feel emotions associated with their presence. And I sometimes struggle to stay grounded in the here and now because I'm thinking about the there and then. And so as the writer of the Gospel of John comes to the final verse of his version of the unfoldment of the life of Jesus, the African Messiah, it is refreshing for me to see him admit that the half has never been told. He says there are also many other things that Jesus did which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. In other words, the half has never been told. It has always been interesting for me to note that there is no account of Jesus ever laughing or even going to the bathroom, but you know that he did because no one would follow some stopped up corny dude with no sense of humor. I'm just saying, when Jesus said, when the blind lead the blind, they both end up in the ditch, those are not so heavenly minded are able to allow themselves to see the humor invoked within that mental picture as he clowns the Pharisees for their pompous and arrogant sense of self-aggrandizement and importance. Through the gospel writer's eyes, you only see him cry one time in three years. He didn't cuss didn't pass gas, make love, forget stuff, or embody anything that would even remotely make him human. But he was human. And he did, and what he did with his life was amazing. So much so that the half has never been told. So when we encounter Jesus in the final verses, when we encounter him in the final verses of the Gospel of John, or whoever the author is, he's almost admitting that the story being told was his own. Oh, my sister and my brethren, it appears to me that this author's story about Jesus is a story about himself. Listen to these particular closing remarks written in third person as if the author is suspended above but also strangely present within this encounter with the resurrected Christ. He writes, Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. He was the one who had reclined next to Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? And Jesus said to him, to Peter, if it is my will that he remain until I come, 
what is that to you? Follow me. So the rumor spread in the community that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who is testifying to these things and has written them, and we know that his testimony is true. So then John here seems to step outside of himself and pronounce that not only is he the disciple that is being discussed, but he is the author as well as the witness, and of course what he says about himself must be true. That is a problem because the text declares in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So a disciple cannot bear witness to his own words, even if he does step outside of himself. Oh, shucks. How I wish I was psychotherapist enough to help you see that John may very well be suffering with some psychological issues caused by experiences of trauma that he had with Jesus and the rest of the sisters and brothers. They had just witnessed their leader being publicly executed. They had been fugitives for two years before that. They were living in a society that openly and intentionally oppressed them and treated them as though they were dogs, people who were not worthy of respect, exploitables. They all were traumatized. It appears that John was particularly ill-affected by Jesus' death. Remember how he was very close to Jesus, so much so that everybody knew that he was the disciple that Jesus loved. That is no small distinction. Nobody else in the text has that specific designation, the one who he loves, his favorite. Remember how he was laying all over Jesus in a way that some in the group may have considered inappropriate? Remember how he spoke up all loud at the Last Supper in an attempt to identify who it was among them that would turn on Jesus? He was the one who Jesus trusted to take care of his mother. Y'all remember that? He was the only disciple who stood at the foot of the cross while all the others hid like cowards. Do you see how he might have reached a point of psychological breakdown that could cause him to lose himself and to split into the personality of another person? There's a way in which one can be swallowed up into a pool of denial in the wake of a severe trauma. The brain achieves this state by segregating the hurtful and unpleasant episodes of our existence into a separate part of our consciousness. That is the only way that our enslaved foreparents could have survived. Many people begin to behave strangely when they feel abandoned by somebody that they love. And death is the ultimate abandonment. The way they often cope with what they experience as a desperate need for closeness followed by an equally desperate need to escape it is by using a similar form of psychological compartmentalization. Oh, my dear sweet sisters and my powerful brothers, could it be that John, in an attempt to hold it together in the midst of everything falling apart around him, while his thoughts pushed up against each other at a rate of 3,000 thoughts per hour caused him to experience a breakdown. That makes sense to me. It solves the problem and it helps me to understand myself and you just a little bit better. As a people, we have experienced a collective trauma so horrific that the half has never been told. As individuals, we 
can experience loss and abandon that impacts us in a way that from which we never fully recover. This text can help us to see that we are not so strange because we are traumatized by tragic experiences. We are just human. In a very real way, the Gospel of John is not just John's narrative or Jesus' story. It's not your story or my story, even though there is something within me that says, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. But the story that we find in the lines of this text are really God's story being told through our lives. God is living and breathing and speaking through us as we struggle and wrestle with the troubles of this world and the problems of this life. And even though we started at the end of the Gospel of John, if we just pay attention to the words that begin this Gospel, we can begin to understand the power of the Word as the real source of power and change in our lives. John 1, beginning at verse 1, says, In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God and the word was God. All things came into being through him and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light but he came to testify to the light, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. And so here we are, beloved, to testify to the light. When we tell our story, we're telling God's story. And I wanted to encourage you today to don't let nobody steal your story. Don't let nobody take your voice away. We must tell our story of where we have been and where God has brought us from. From our African homeland to the slave castles, from the slave castles to the middle passage, from the middle passage to the auction block, we have come from the auction block to the plantation and from the plantation to experiments with liberation. This kind of liberation has brought us to reconstruction and from reconstruction to Jim Crow, from Jim Crow to segregation, from segregation to fake integration, and from fake integration, we're on our way to create a, a strong black nation. We have come over a way that with tears has been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered. Out from the gloomy past till now we stand at last where the white gleam of our bright star is cast and the half 
and never been told. You got a story that needs to be told. And there's somebody who's listening to hear your story, to gain strength from your story. If you will tell your story, God's story is our story. And our story is God's story. God came down in the presence of Jesus, in the personage of Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. He came down and he dwelt among us for 33 years. Yes, Lord, Jesus went around doing good, touching and blessing, and he never said a mumbling word when he found himself on a cross. He was on the cross from the sixth to the ninth hour, and they gathered around the foot of the cross. John and Jesus' mother were there at the foot of the cross, and Jesus never said a mumbling word. He hung, he bled, and he died. And they took him down off of that cross. They placed him in Joseph's borrowed tomb. He stayed there all night Friday night. He stayed there all day Saturday. And the Bible says he stayed there all night Saturday night. But early, early, early Sunday morning, he got up out of the grave with all power. The story has not been told. The half of the story has not been told. But we know that he's still on the throne. He's moving in my life. He's moving in your life right now. The half of the story has never been told. But Jesus... Jesus lives in us now and we continue to tell the story every time every day we continue to live we continue to tell the story of God Amen Amen. Yes, Lord. That's why we offer Christ to you. This morning, 
my sister, yeah. I know the Lord will bring you brand new life. New life abundantly, yeah. Oh, come, yeah. Why don't you come right now? has been given none have accepted but yet there is room you can come we will now engage in our communion service
He took the cup after supper and said, this is the cup of the New Testament of my blood. As often as you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. Let us drink together. Now I may say that almost all things are cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there may be no remission of sin. Lord, we thank you for what we experienced today. We love you and we bless you. 
and we love and we bless each other today in this sacred space. This is the beloved. You are the beloved. And we bless you on this day as we have partaken from the Lord's broken body and shed blood together. Let us prepare to go. Prepare to leave this place with never the presence of the Lord. It's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. We must love and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Yeah, it's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. It is our duty to win. We gotta love and support we each must other. Love and support each other. We have nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose but our chains. It's our duty to fight. To fight for our freedom. Thank you for this day, for everything that we have experienced during this worship time. I pray that you would bless us as we leave this place, go to our respective homes. Thank you, Lord. We pray that you would bless our families, our church family, and everyone that is a part of the beloved in this community. We ask that you would be with us as we leave this place, but never leave us alone. We ask that in the name of sweet black Jesus, for a sake we pray. Amen. 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 Ashe. 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 Now grab a handful of power and bring it down into your chart, into your body, and shout Harambe. 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 That means let's all pull together. And if we pull together, we're going to make it. Go in peace and the peace of the Lord be with you. Shake somebody's hand and give somebody some love as you leave. We got nothing to lose but our chains. We got nothing to lose.
in peace and the peace of the Lord be with you. Shake somebody's hand before you leave.